0: Howdy, and welcome back to the Ineligibles Podcast. My name is Will Stone. He is Chase Caldwell. Uh, we hope you all had a very happy Thanksgiving. Um, Chase is uh, good to have you back with us. I know you're not feeling the greatest right now, so I appreciate you uh, playing hurt and playing through uh, injury and getting back on here.
1: Yeah, minor setback for major comeback. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm glad to be back. Of. I've missed the last few weeks, I guess, and um, it is nice to be back on here to, to visit about some of these ongoings with our program. Um, right. You guys have a happy Thanksgiving over at the Stones family?
0: We did. We did. It was very happy. Um, uh, had some folks here. Got to see my, my folks uh, the past couple of days and watched a lot of football, um, uh, have been you know i feel like for the most part i have a healthy relationship with uh um the texas a&m forum you know websites <laughs> your Sags <laughs> your 20 your 24 7 especially in season i don't really get on there much you know like mm-hmm. uh it's really more like you know to pass the time in the off season and you know read about recruiting and things like that but you know in the in the midst of a season like i like like, I can see the games myself. I know what's going on, you know, and what we're doing right. bad, what we're doing good. But um, when it comes to a coaching search, like, you know, this happens once every, you know, five or six years. And like, I, I'm just like addicted to it, you know, like <laughs> I've, and even though I know nothing's going to happen, I've got to see, like, you know, if someone knows someone that knows one of the boosters or something like that, and they're, and they're posting stuff on, you know, on, on Twitter or, you know, on, uh, on, on one of the boards you know like i'm i'm trying yeah. to find all the all the little scoops that i can but right I'm sure my i'm sure my wife's very happy that we hired somebody so i can uh you know not be not be on my phone so much <laughs> sure but, um but you know they uh it's official we did hire uh a did announce that uh mike elko uh will be the next head coach at AM uh, he's the 30th head coach in our program that's, that's i thought that was kind of cool um but uh yeah you know was was here with Jimbo for for four years they had a really strong run um he's done some nice things at Duke uh you know we we Chase we we haven't had you on since uh since since the Jimbo firing Mm -hmm. um I guess you're like you're kind of you know your, your takeaways from 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 Jimbo being let go to to today and hiring hiring Mike Elko
1: Yeah, no, there's a a lot. I I wished I could have gotten on that week because I had a lot to say about Jimbo's (laughs) firing, but uh, I'll keep it concise. I would say that, um, you know, I I really was a Jimbo supporter. I really wanted Jimbo to succeed at Um, AM. I had hoped that maybe he would come in. I just felt like he fit our program so well and like he just just looked like Texas A and M. He talked like right. it. He sounded like it. He he brought a swagger to our program that was like almost a legitimized swagger. And and so I, I thought, well that's cool, you know, and um and just felt like he fit our program. The way that way that Les Miles fit LSU and the way that Bama fit or uh, um Saban fit at Bama and Debo Sweeney at, at Clemson, you know, like that's that's what I was hoping might come from the Jimbo Fisher era um that when you thought of Jimbo Fisher you thought of a you know and yeah. um and it probably will be uh but but for different reasons now just it'll all be about money I guess but sure um so for him to not succeed um was saddening for me I, I hated that because uh I just I thought he was a cool guy you know I, I really wished him well but um but he didn't, and so at some point we have to understand. Okay, if we're going to invest this kind of money in something, we've got to have those expectations. And and it became very blatant those last, really the last two seasons that yeah, um, his his way about go, his way of doing things, um, the way in which we do things or whatever. And, he how, and how he and does him, them. Yeah, uh, it it just it wasn't working, and and it just doesn't doesn't live up to this current climate in college football and um we needed a change and i uh i applaud our our leadership for making a change because um it was kind of a weird spot for them to be in do we you know pay this massive buyout and and move on to the next coach um I like many others would probably say, I don't think the buyout was ever the problem. It's a matter of who do we hire, and so that gets right. us to where we are right now, right? Where um, I said from the very beginning of Jimbo Fisher's hiring, and even I'll say it to today, you know, where we're now hiring the next coach. Um, that if we can't win with Jimbo Fisher, who can we win with? Um, that's been my belief ever since we hired him because that was such a huge splash hire um looking at everything over the course of this coaching search i saw so many different names thrown out there of like big name coaches that when you would start reading the comments everybody would be like you know why would they want to go to a&m why would they want to go to a&m it's like this is exact same thing that that everybody was saying about jimbo once upon a time you know um, he would never leave Florida State to go there, and so you read the same things about Ryan Day and and you know Lanning and DeBoer and you know all these different coaches and and Deion Sanders for some reason I don't think we ever even looked at him, but no, he no. he put his own name into the hat I believe just <laughs> yeah for his own own um you yeah. know whatever Elaine Kiffin and Lane Kiffin yeah um so so you know. My, my thought process still exists today that, hey, if we can't win with Jimbo Fisher, when we've got all the tools, we've got, you know, the best recruiting class in history and, you know, our, our best, you know, team on paper that we've ever had in A&M football history, especially modern day football history. And we've got the coach, we've got the facilities, we've got everything if we can't win with a big name coach like Jimbo, who can we win with? And that's kind of, it's, it was always kind of scary to me because that meant like, oh crap, if he fails, then would this be the epitome of a in football? Or are we never going to see a national championship? Is it going to be like that? And I mean, that's possible, right? Like we can't, we can't neglect that reality that it is possible right. that we never get there. But, you know, obviously as sports fans, we, we hope that we will get there. And so I kind of brought that same attitude into this coaching search of, you know, really as soon as Jimbo was was fired, it's like, there is not going to be a name out there that is going to supersede, that is going to make us feel like we did about Jimbo when we hired Jimbo. It, it just won't happen because oh, yeah. we experienced that six year six years ago of like, oh my gosh, we got Jimbo Fisher. And then now there's not very many names in college football that are bigger than Jimbo Fisher and if there are there are people that aren't going to be leaving to come come to this program because uh, they've got a great thing built or whatever. And so no matter who you hire, even if it's a great coach, it's not going to be a splash hire it's not going to be something that everybody's you know hooting and hollering about it's not going to be anything it's going to be you know there are going to be pundits out there saying that, well, you know, was this a good move by A and M to fire Jimbo Fisher to hire Mike Elko? You know, like you're going to get that kind of stuff, and that that kind of reporting is going to continue. Um, but, but for me, you know, I looked at it as okay, what coach I want to come in here is one that I know has been a proven coach, not a coach of the year coach, right? Um, because I've seen, and you could attest to this, Will, because you were just saying about how much you love coaching searches. I've seen you watch other coaching searches outside of just AM and m um, and, you know, you get all into them, and and you can attest to it just the way I, I can. I've seen it when Tom Herman was the number one name, you know, and then I've seen it when, you know, Kevin Sumlin was the number one name, and uh, Dave Aranda was the number one name, and, you know, sark was the number one name and and so like there's all these every year there's the number one name in in college football and how many of them actually pan out to be a really extremely good good head coach not all of them in fact i'd say probably like 10 percent of them uh, end up like lasting the test of time maybe they're good for a couple years but
0: and there's ones that do pan out that you don't expect to like Mm -hmm. when when Oregon hired Dan Lanning I was like oh I mean like the DC at Georgia that's fine like Kirby runs that defense this I mean I'm sure he's a fine coach but you know I wasn't expecting much you know he's got that thing absolutely rolling right now like they they've you know struck gold with him and like you just never know and I think that's what that's something that that I wanted to see with this like I didn't want the the hot name you know like Mm -hmm. people would throw out Dabo Swinney or or Deion Sanders or Urban Meyer and I'm like I don't want any part of any of that, you know? No, no. Like I don't like like everyone thinks that, you know, AM like AM did make waves, obviously, like huge waves when they hired Jimbo Fisher with, you know, 75 million guaranteed over 10 years and then, you know, up to 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 90 or whatever it was. Um like we're not going to do that every single time we go try to hire a coach. Like for one for one thing, we're already on the hook for that for the rest of that contract. We're like, I mean, <laughs> we like we have plenty of money, but we're not just not going to go and, you know, you know, up Dabo Swinney's paid to 12 million over 12 years or something crazy like that, you know, like right. that's just not realistic. And, you know, I think what this, what this program needs is just a, a really, really smart football coach
1: mm-hmm.
0: and someone that can build out the infrastructure and like, well, we don't need the flashy, you know, headline grabbing name, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm sick of being in headlines. It's usually for a bad reason. So right. you know, <laughs> if we go under the radar a little bit with, with Mike Elko, I'm totally fine with that.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, it, admittedly, I don't know all that much about all that. Uh, there's plenty of coaches out there that I don't even know their names. I, I just, I, I don't really know much about them, what their history was, all of that. And, and you'll see their program start to take off and you're like, wait, I didn't know who that coach was. He was the offensive line coach once upon a time, look at them. They're doing, they're doing really good, you know? And, and yeah. so, I mean, that happens and it's going to continue to happen. And that's kind of, what i envision or hope for for elko right Uh, because i i'm kind of i'm hopeful that he'll be one of the future coaches and and um i think that's kind of where where i'm at currently is hey we we need somebody who can come in be a good football coach because you don't have to get somebody to come and just completely restart we don't need to restart if we can hold on to some of the guys that we've got and just kind of keep on what we've got going that at least recruiting wise, that's a good place to be. Like, let's, let's kind of continue that. Let's have a little bit of um, uh, continuity there. And, and so, you know, with recruiting and NIL, especially I'm kind of thinking, you know, there's, I don't see the benefit whenever we have such a talented roster to just gut the whole coaching program, I don't I don't see the benefit of that, you know. Yeah. And so, so that's kind of where, um, you know, and I know that you would say, well, well, you're not hiring a coach for this year's team; you're hiring it for down the road. And I don't disagree, but at the same time, you know, we we've got a good enough team right now that you could hire a coach and they could be good next year, you know. Yeah, and, absolutely. And yeah. and you don't have to have a four year rebuilding phase. Um, because we didn't wait until someone, or I mean, not someone <laughs> Freudian slip, yeah, uh, we, yeah. <laughs> we, we didn't wait until Jimbo was on, um, you know, his, his Sumlin trajectory where like on the suddenly all, everything's going downhill before yeah. we fired him. We got him out of there at, at probably the peak of what he was going to be. Uh, but we waited one more year and we would have been, you know, we would have been exactly. losing recruits and all of that. So yeah. I, I think we played our cards, right? We did it at the right time. And I, for one, have wanted Elko the entire time. He was, he was the number one name that I had. I've watched him at Duke. I've, I've followed him at Duke the whole time. He has made Duke look like a really good program and, um, in, in in short order. And that's, that's a, you know, I don't know, are they considered Ivy league? I mean, it's, it's a very high prestigious basketball school that, that, you know, it's a lot harder to recruit there. It's a lot harder to um, get good players. So what that means is if you could take a team at Duke and then they can start winning the way that they've been winning and then you're looking at coaching development, not necessarily getting in better players to fix whatever you've got going on. And, And I think that's, I think that's, to me, that has been missing since 2021. And who has been missing since 2021 is Mike Elko. So yeah. to me, in in the good portions of Jimbo Fisher's tenure at A&M, when he had Mike Elko, that's whenever we were performing like we should. And whenever Mike Elko left, it seemed like there has been a slack off there. And yeah. I'm not saying that my, I'm not giving Mike Elko all the credit to that. I'm just sure. saying that, that the coaching program seemed to be better back then. Um, and that, that, that tells me like, I guess if you were talking to me about maybe moving Durkin up to head coach, I'd be like, mm, I don't yeah. know about that. You know, yeah. like, did you not see what just happened the past <laughs> two years? You know, like, I, yeah. I just don't really want him to be a head coach. you like, look you're you're taking a coaching you just fired the head coach and then you're gonna promote from within that doesn't make any sense um so i just don't feel like elko counts because he was he wasn't part of the bad part of of jimbo's tenure he was part of the good part of jimbo's tenure you know
0: well and and and, and go back in time to you know we talked about this recently but like back when you and i were in school and shortly thereafter in in the Sumlin era uh our, our defense struggled to stop anybody. Mm -hmm. uh you know especially you know in 13 and 14 and they got a little bit better you know when when we had miles garrett and those guys but um still like we 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 never were a premier defensive team yeah um and and elko got here in year one and had a top three rushing defense like just like 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 with the same guys like that was a pre-transfer portal you know pre like all that stuff like he took you know dalen mack and kingsley kiki uh, and and Otaro Alaka and, and Tyrell Dotson and, and turn them into a, a, a top three, you know, uh, defense against the run, which, you know, is, is great in, the, in this league and in football in general. Um, and then, you know, in, in four years, I saw a stat in, in, in the four years he was here when, when Jimbo and the offense, you know, spotted him 30 points, we, we never lost. Like if our offense would score 30 points in a game, we won all those games because our defense would hold teams under that most of the time. Yeah. Um, and you know, like, especially, you know, in, in his last year here in 2021, uh, that defense was, was championship level, you know, Michael Clemens, uh, DeMarvin Leal, um, Aaron Hansford, Jaden Peavy, uh, Damani, um, like, like all the, like all those guys and, and Leon, like that, like mm-hmm. that, that, that was a great, that was a great, great defense, like top five defense in the country. And that was kind of the culmination of, you know, his, his four years here and and teaching that to those guys. And, I, like, honestly, we probably have more talent on defense now than we had then. So yeah um that's what, what really excites me. Like, I, I I can't sit here and promise, you know, like, no – there's no coach that, that's a sure thing. Like, Saban was not a sure thing when they hired him or, even, you know, when LSU hired him, uh, or like, back in the day. And Kirby wasn't a sure thing either at Georgia. But I can almost guarantee you that when – as long as Elko's here – uh AM is not gonna field a bad defense. I feel I feel pretty confident saying that.
1: Well, and that's that's where like philosophically, right? You have your head coaches that are defensive minded, your head coaches that are offensive minded. I am a believer in the defensive minded head coach, especially in today's day in, in college football, because like you take an offensive minded head coach like a Jimbo and they're constantly looking for a a better you know, um defensive coordinator. And every now and then they'll get a Mike Elko or or all of that. Um and alternatively, if you've got a defensive minded head coach like like Sabin, Sabin's always the the example there, right? Um, but you can get in offensive coordinators inside now. I mean, what think about how many offensive coordinators or how many offensive minded coaches are out there right now. You know, that you could go and get now name me 10. High-level defensive coaches that you would love to have, and so like like I would I would use the comparison of Debo Sweeney versus Brent Venables. Look at their two programs right now. You know, look at how Clemson was when they were together, <laughs> right? But look at OU and look at at Clemson today, and and that is kind of my viewpoint. Now it's it's a biased viewpoint, um, but I believe when you get a defensive-minded head coach. If your offense isn't working out, then get you a new offensive coordinator because there's a thousand of them out there. You right. know, there's not a thousand really good defensive coordinators out there, and and so that's where, um, I believe it starts like that. And if we can create an identity of a a football program that's built on a solid defense, um, which we kind of already have built over the last six years for the most part thanks to Mike Elko you know then that then creates a a place where we can get some good offensive coordinators in here and we can win some games and and that's where you know when we look back over the last two years and how terrible you know we went you know total 12 and 12 over the last two years right Uh, last two seasons and and so you know when when we're looking at that wonderful you know we're yeah. <laughs> we're we're at 500 for for that that that's crazy yeah. but all of those games were most of them within within a touchdown or a, or a field goal you know yeah. and and it's just minor changes that, that we've needed all along and that's where if if you as a head coach can be more adaptable um that's what we said all of, of jimbo's time frame on the offense he just he wouldn't relinquish control of the offense and look yeah. what it did to us you know look what it did to us and defense is kind of one of those things that I, I just you're you can relinquish some control there and be be okay because you can't helicopter parent over a defense like you can on an offense and yeah um and so i I don't think we run into the same problem that we've had in in the past
0: yeah and and I think that's that's probably the, my that's probably my biggest takeaway is, um, even even when Elko left, like like our defense was okay last year. It's been it's been pretty awesome this year. You know, like outside of uh, uh, a a couple games here, like Miami obviously was not great.
1: Oh uh, no, we had a great defense this year.
0: Yeah, 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 especially in the front seven, mm-hmm. and you know, and, and Jimbo being an offensive guy, just was not able was not going to be able to figure out the offensive side of the ball. Like, like it's, it's ingrained. Like he's, is, you know, (laughs) unfortunately he's, he's as stubborn as they get. And like, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's his offense and he's going to, you know, try to keep trying to make it work and maybe it'll work again someday, somewhere else. But um, what I like about Elko is he, you know, he's already, shown us proof of concept of of, of doing what, what we would like to see done here is you know he got to duke went and hired a really innovative offensive coordinator in in kevin johns he might bring him over he might not we might hire somebody else but he was perfectly fine bringing in someone to run the offense and not messing with it <laughs> he's like hey man right. he's like hey you know i think you know he, he brought in kevin johns he's like hey i think you're a great you know offensive mind offense is yours you know do with it uh like, like what you what you see fit, and they've had some they've had some great offense. Like when when their quarterback has been healthy over there at Duke, that's some great offenses, and obviously mm-hmm. their, their their defense has been really stout with Elko at the helm. So um that's what's interesting to me is who like as as far as the as far as the money goes, like Elko was only making like three and a half million at Duke. uh We haven't seen what he's gonna be making here yet. I'm sure it'll be you know a sizable amount, but ha- having that extra cash to go and and target a really, really big time offensive coordinator is someone that he's, you know, is really comfortable with. Um, I'm I'm interested to see where that goes. But mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, I've got Duke's uh uh team composite rating here in, in terms of team talent, and they are sixty seventh in the country out of one thirty, whatever it is. Uh AM is fourth. We're fourth. We have five losses and that's crazy it's 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 not acceptable and like like obviously it's not we made a change so you know a a a guy like elko or really you know there's there's a there's a a dozen coaches we could have hired and i've been like hey this is great you know like we have a a a a really smart guy x's and o's you know uh you know program kind of guy and they can come in here with what we have and do some great things and elko is you know near the top of that list like he he has shown to have already. Done more with less. Uh he did it here when he first got here and then he did more with more. Mm-hmm. You know, now he gets to come back here uh with as much talent as we've ever had, you know, and and really go to work. So it's 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 a really exciting, you know, uh opportunity.
1: No, I agree. Um I wanna I wanna mention briefly the um our our true thirtieth head coach. Um I guess Mike can be considered a thirty first, but uh uh <laughs> our for a brief stint, you know, we had hired Stoops <laughs> for our head coach. And so, um, if you were awake last night or on Aggie Twitter, yeah, it took us it took us 25 minutes to even bring that up. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> whoops. But but I, I wanted to mention it because um I think Mark Stoops is a good coach. I, I think he is uh I would have been happy with him at, at A&M, but I think I I mean admittedly, I was a bit disappointed whenever I read it simply because. <sighs> To me, he is very similar to Mike Elko. And so so I'm like, the, the two coaches are are very, very similar. The only difference is, you know, <laughs> Elko knows this place. He knows the players. He knows, you know, all this kind of he, he knows he knows our program already. And yeah. he's not starting from scratch. He's starting with a leg up on the competition. He he can get to work right away where Stoops would be starting from scratch, you know, and he would, he would really be now. Could he work it up that way? I think so. You know, but, but I just, I picture him at Kentucky. He has done great things at Kentucky. I think he's a good coach, Um, but I wonder, could he do, I I think he would be about the same here as he's been at Kentucky. And I, I just don't, don't foresee Kentucky getting to that, that last step. I think Kentucky's yeah. kind of where we're at, you know, and I, I just don't see that happening. So for me, I'm like, well, if we're going to hire him, we might as well have hired coach Elko. You know, there's yeah. no, no difference between those two in terms of like the type of, uh, of coach, you know, uh, caliber of coach, if you will. I, I just don't think he's that, that big of a step up from Elko. And, um, and so for me personally, if I had to choose between the two, I'm choosing Elko. And, and so <laughs> whenever it was announced that he was, he was going to be our next head coach. That was my thought process of like, man, I would have much rather had Elko than, than him. And somehow 24 hours later, that's happened. <laughs> so <laughs> I have no idea what I said or what I wished for, but I'm glad yeah. that it, glad that it did. Um, yeah.
0: so. <laughs> you, you and every other AM fan m <laughs> fan. <beer, Yeah>. So. <laughs> seems like the collective, like uh,
1: intelligence amongst us all.
0: Never like, like, when that happened I didn't really know what to say on Twitter because you know I I try to not like bash the university or bash the program when they you know do things that I may not agree with but that was pretty much unanimous like total outrage from yeah. e- every single a <laughs> and person that I know <laughs> like nobody was happy about it so and honestly like I, I I'm, I'm with you I, I think Stoops is a good coach um but if I'm taking a shot on you know who who can we like you know I I, I, I said this recently on a, a uh, on a, on an article for uh, this uh, British newspaper uh, lately where uh, I think I think someone found our podcast this British writer found our podcast on Twitter he's like hey can you talk about Jimbo for thirty minutes <laughs> I, I tried <laughs> to explain to people in England what you know about college football but uh, you know like trying to justify paying that much money to buy out jimbo fisher and, and hire a new coach I, I equated it to buying lottery tickets like you know hey we we pushed all our chips in on on jimbo and that didn't go the way we wanted but we're not just gonna stop trying to be good you know like you're, you're gonna go yeah. out and uh and and try another guy and, and try a you know it, it's like a, it's like buying a lottery ticket you know, or buying a powerball ticket in mike elko like hey you, you've you've done some things that we really like maybe you'll be great maybe you won't be but let's let's try it let's do it let's see Mm -hmm. how how that works out and um if you're gonna roll the dice and 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 buy that lottery ticket i'd rather do it with Elko than stoops you know he's i think he's a decade younger um he's been here he's recruited here uh and this isn't the end all be all but the current players love him which is great um he's probably got some good relationships with the with the coaches in the state which is always a good thing so yeah um you know i i get a little annoyed when anyone that's coached at AM gets brought up for a job here and people are like oh they, you're just, just like him because he coached here blah 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 like that's not the reason why <laughs> like it's yeah. not like there's some you know i think people think it's like a good old boy thing like oh well like let's go get elko he he was our coach before like we'll just make him head coach like i don't think we just it boils down just to that. Like that's making it way too simple, but yeah. I think there are some positives of him having been here, him, you know, he was on the staff when we recruited that number one class and like mm-hmm. a lot of that was on defense. And, you know, he played a big role with Bryce Anderson and some guys like that. Um, well, I
1: mean, it was mainly defense and yeah. how, how could he, how could your defensive coordinator not play some role in every defensive guy that signs with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you've got to have some sort of now, he might not be the lead recruiter on him, but he's gonna have some sort of connection with him, you know? And yeah. and so, um I think it would be cool to see him come back and bring I'd love for him to bring Santucci back with him. Um, but I I would like to see that reunite as well. Um, well and
0: and maybe biggest of all, we haven't talked about this guy yet, but I can almost guarantee you he's gonna keep Elijah Robinson on staff.
1: Well, that that's that's uh, I, I implied that. Uh, so thank okay. you for, for saying it out loud. Like Santucci, Elijah Robinson, and and him for the three of them. If we could reunite the three of them, I would be very happy with that. Yeah. Um, and and would love that, that you know progression there. And so, um, so I mean, if you have that, then it's almost like it's almost like we're just going through a coordinator search at that point. You know, it's yeah. almost like we didn't even. We didn't even go through a a head coaching change. And so like, that's what I think is kind of cool about it. I mean, I, I put myself in these shoes, you know, think about, think about from this perspective, let's say you're working a job and you know, you're second in command and you're, you're going to all these meetings with your boss, you know, there's going to be things that you're learning from, from your boss that, that you implement. And if maybe you go to the competitor or whatever, there's going to also be things that you then say like, man, if I had that job, I would do this differently. I would do that differently. I would do this differently. And so for him to have worked under Jimbo, he probably knows more about what went wrong with Jimbo's Jimbo's staff than we do. Um, so for, for for us to look at it and be like, man, we, we need a new head coach. He was probably looking at it saying, man, they need a new head coach, you know? (laughs) And and so he knows more about why things were going wrong within than we will ever know. And that's a good thing because that means he can come in and he can say, Hey, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna approach these or I'm going to do this a lot better. I'm going to avoid this problem that we had once before you know yeah. and and he can learn he can learn from the last coaching staff's mistakes because he experienced them that's a unique position to be in
0: yeah absolutely um i th- i think yeah i think that is that that is very valuable and, and and not that he was sitting there going like you know when he's when he's got a top 5 defense going like man like our, like our offense is so bad you know like he wasn't doing that but he was you know like he he was in, he was able to see the things that were working and maybe things that we struggled with, you know? Yeah. And, uh, now he gets to come back. He's like, Oh, like I've, I've already been here and, and, and done that. I can, you know, I've already got things in my mind that I want to implement and he can go out and do it. Um, an interesting name, uh, that I realized is on his staff over there at Duke. Uh, his cornerbacks coach is Ishmael Aristide. If you remember that name. Oh uh, Yeah. He, he was, uh, I think he was a GA here or some kind of like a, an analyst here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I remember all the recruits really, really liked him. Like he was like a big up and comer in, in the recruiting world. Yeah. And um, uh, I, he left to go somewhere else. Like I, it looks like he's re, he's reunited with, with Elko at Duke. Um, would love to have him back. I mean, at, at this point, you know, you, you've got Elko, you know, you've got Elijah. Um, we'll see about Santucci and who, who he, you know. And, and you know who else on the current staff will will uh will will, will, will be asked to to stay um who they target as oc but then it's like you know like which of these guys can recruit you know like go out and get some some uh some guys that can can get it done on the trail because i feel like like jimbo's first staff like you had guys like tim brewster you know and uh obviously elijah was an up-and-comer and you know they, they really did some work in recruiting so um i'm interested to see and, and you know and then even uh beyond that you know uh how does he go about building out his you know like his organizational structure you know like he's going to mm-hmm. be like the ceo of aggie football basically you know who's going to be his player personnel guy who's going to be a strength coach you know and, and those kinds of things and how does he want to structure it you know so i think that i think what we used to have was it was just i, I don't want to say dictatorship because that implies that it was very negative. Maybe it was. I don't really know. But like it started and stopped with Jimbo. He made all the calls and, you know, did all the things.
1: Well, I know that, I know that he took recruiting very seriously and, and was like, like, um, almost obsessed with it. Jimbo, I mean. And so, so for him, um, it was, it was like a, almost like a personal thing, you know, like he, he, he had to do it and he had to be involved with it. And so he didn't relinquish as much control. He didn't delegate as much, but then we saw the same thing happen whenever he's trying to call plays. Like he, he wouldn't link, relinquish that control. And so I think in, in the modern context of college football, where you have, you know, constant 24, seven recruiting and you have, you know, NIL deals going every which way you got the transfer portal, you've got all of this and then you have to coach the football team, you know, like, I think you need to delegate more and more and more. And, yeah. you know, if I'm, if I'm a coach like coach Elko, I'm looking at probably coach Fisher and saying, I don't want anything like that. That's that's too <laughs> much to try to do all of that. You know, I'm i I'm going to hire somebody that's in charge of this and I'm going to hire somebody in charge of that. And um, yeah, I, but like, but on the recruiting front, you know, if you talk, now this is wishful thinking, right? But I I didn't realize Ish Aristide was was part of that. If he came as well, and you re- reunited those four guys, those were four of our like best recruiters <laughs> back then. Yeah. And so like now, all of a sudden, we have all of our best recruiters back, and minus Jimbo. Well, okay. Go get go get you a good recruiting, offensive staff and watch out you know like it's almost as if nothing go, nothing stopped go
0: and, go and get a uh uh what's his name uh samples uh, at arizona state yeah there you go like if, if you get him in here like uh, you can actually get kids from duncanville for once like mm-hmm. like like we've never been able to do that like duncanville north shore yeah uh, and get back into 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 DeSoto. um yeah like go out and and, and get some guys that are that are young up and coming and, and can recruit really well um uh that's what yeah, like it, it becomes a coaching search and now it's a assistant search, you know. <laughs> like yeah. we're all gonna be looking at like who are we targeting, who are we going after, like who like who does Elko want to bring in here? And you know, at this point, like he's gonna have uh, a blank check to go out and say, Hey, you know, um I'm I'm back at AM, I'm trying to build this thing out, you know, we can do something really special here, uh, and, and 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 go out and sell that to, to coaches. So yeah. Um, it's a super exciting proposition and, and and that that right there, the whole that whole broader part of it, the whole organizational structure, delegating some of those those tasks and things to to other people, and and hiring a really strong support staff, uh, that ends. so that that by itself, along with you know bringing in someone to run a more modern offense, I think that that right there gives me hope that this can be a ten plus win program going forward. Like we've yeah. we've done eight and four with you know without those things (laughs) now you know if we we bring in elko you know i've got a feeling he's gonna he's gonna modernize things a little bit um and you know as long as he can you know keep up the influx of talent which you know i I believe he can um go hit the portal and bring some of those guys and and bring in some guys in positions of need uh there's there's no reason to think this can't work and, and be really
1: successful yeah absolutely
0: well um we didn't want to go too long we're 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 under an hour which is uh rare (laughs) for for, for any show that we do but uh um all in all you know i mean it's hard like i I don't like giving out any kind of coaching grades or things like that um i'll I'll just say that i'm i'm pleased with what we did you know with the the s show from last night (laughs) notwithstanding like i wasn't crazy that we had to go through that but you know uh I saw someone today that said we took the longest possible route to end up at the easiest solution, <laughs> but, but Hey, at least we got here. Right.
1: That's right. Um, but
0: uh, no, I, I think, I think his, his introductory press conference is tomorrow. So, you know, definitely tune into that and, you know, we'll be on Twitter talking about that, but um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, like we said earlier, it, it had to be done this the, the talent on this team, on this team is still, you know, hitting its apex and, you know, there's renewed, there's, there's renewed hope and and renewed optimism uh, in the A&M program.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited. I I think, I mean, like, he's who I wanted all along and it's simply because, you know, I, I don't think that we need to be focused on the name. I think we need to be focused on, you know, is the proof in the pudding and it just he seems like even though of course the connection with AM, he's just an under radar kind of you know great coach that that's out there i felt like he was under the radar the whole time he was at at our school you know and he'd get calls from different programs asking them and i'm thinking like man you know he would make he'd make a great power five head coach and then finally duke Duke let him get there so
0: yeah
1: um, glad to have him back and uh, glad to see who he ends up with I I really hope that he holds on to E-Rob that's that's the main main coach I think all Aggies want to see kept um but um you know these others that we mentioned that coach with him at Duke um they may not come with him that that's fine uh but it's they're they're at least you know options and so now yeah. now we start exploring those options so i'm looking forward yeah. to, to the elko era and um we'll see where that leads us
0: yeah me too and, and the last thing i'll say is uh you know i like i think we mentioned earlier you, you shouldn't base your hire off of who the players want or who the players like but you know with with everything with all the other, the other positives we talked about this episode. It, it is a huge positive that the guys here, especially the guys on defense, really do like him. Uh, sure. And I, I think that could affect some some possible uh, NFL decisions. Um, you know, a guy like Fidel Diggs, like he's – this was his fourth his fourth season. He's played pretty well. You think, hey, does a guy like that, does he want to go and, and try his luck in the NFL uh, or or come back and, you know, make one more run at it? With a guy like Elko, you you probably convince him to stay. I, and obviously, I have no inside <coughs> info here, but – like he tweeted out, you know, he was happy with the hire, um, you know, a guy like Shamar Turner who played well, can you convince him to come back? You know, I think, yeah, I think Adrian Cooper, like he's definitely gone. Like he's going to go very high in the NFL draft, super excited for him. But a lot of these other, these other guys, you know, like in, in the, in the, in, in I, I, I I think obviously Damani, uh, can't return, but I think all the other safeties, you know, that, that Elko coached and recruited you know, I bet they're uh, excited about it and, um,
1: I, it would yep. definitely give me pause if i was a player that you know going into the last few games i'm like you know i'm just gonna i'm gonna declare next year and that'll be fine you know what, what then all of a sudden oh hey i got my old coach back like no yeah i'm gonna stay you know that, like i, I mean it, it would it would excite me i feel like but um, yeah
0: yeah
1: one one thing i'll mention is that we're gonna need a new intro outro because uh, oh yeah yeah they they done yet <laughs> <laughs> they done.
0: <laughs> That's, I think that was the first thing we mentioned when me and Robert got on here. I was like, "Well, we're not done, but Jimbo is." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they done. Um, so uh, I've, I've got to go rework something for this episode. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I might I might take some clips from uh, Elko's conference tomorrow and <laughs> try to work that in <laughs> or something. But yeah. uh, d- definitely, you know, uh, if I had my pour one out soundbite, we'd be pouring one out for the old intro. <laughs>
1: Uh, we might oh. we might just search some old old Elko press conferences, see if we can hear him say "Giga Maggie's" or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Go with that. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, well, like you said, he'll probably say it tomorrow. So yeah. Um,
0: well, and Jimbo never let the guys talk to the media, so <laughs> 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 there's not a whole lot of content there with with Elko. True, this, true. From his time here. Um. Well, yeah. Uh. Once again, you know, I, I appreciate you guys listening. Um. This, this, this has renewed. You know, like. I wasn't sure what this podcast was going to be in the off season, if it was going to be a lame duck kind of year. Um, And just, you know, being a fan in general, (laughs) but, you know, obviously this has, has renewed things a lot and, you know, a change had to be made. We made it. I think we made a a good decision here. Um, There's going to be, you know, the, the portal opens up in about a week. Uh, There's still early signing day and recruiting to be done. There's going to be coaches hired there's gonna be a lot of stuff going on and uh we're gonna be right here you know probably once a week for the time being to to keep you guys up to date and uh and break it all down but um as always appreciate your listenership uh make sure to like subscribe uh tell your friends all that kind of stuff uh check out check us out on youtube spotify apple x uh (laughs) all that good stuff but uh he is chase caldwell i'm will stone this is the elders podcast we will see you next week